Okay, Zok the Gemara Daf Nun Dalit Amar Aleph Fifty Four A. We're up to the words Meisvei Ein Mevarchin Al Haar. Yeah, we got the place. A few lines from the top of the page. Uh, seven lines, seven lines from the top of the page. And we ended off yesterday by giving a halacha that not only do you make a bari mari ha'esh on Matzah Shabbos, you even make bari mari ha'esh on Matzah Yom Kippur. Those only two times you're allowed to make the blessing. You cannot make a blessing of bari mari ha'esh on a random Tuesday. Only on Matzah Shabbos and Matzah Yom Kippur. Here we go. Now we're going to get into a discussion which is going to take us all um, quite uh, quite a ways down. Um, actually, to the top of Amud Bays, where we're going to get into a discussion um, about concerning uh, fire and exactly when fire was created. So here we go, and we're going to this is going to be a, a lot of Geshmak Agada to Gemara's Maybe that's a challenging question. Since that's when fire was created for the first time. As soon as one sees fire for the first time after Shabbos, make a bracha right away. When do we do it? By Abdullah. That you don't uh, immediately make a bracha on fire. You do it in, this, in the sequence of Abdullah. And says, Rabbi Yehuda, that the first bracha you make is not a bari ha'esh, but rather you follow a sequence of of uh, brachas. But you see from over here that when do you make a bracha of bari ha'esh? Matzi Shabbos or Matzi Yom Kippur? Matzi Shabbos. That's what we said. Ein mevarcha ella Matzi Shabbos. But in the last Gemara, we just ended off also Matzi Yom Kippur. Which one is it? Answers the Gemara, like Kasha. There's no question. Listen to this. Kan ba'ar sheshavas, kan ba'ar ha'yaitzim and ha'yaitzim umin avon. One's talking about a fire that was lit prior to Yom Kippur. And the other one's talking about a brand new fire. Meaning, you only make a bracha on a brand new fire on Matzi Shabbos. On Matzi Yom Kippur, there's a very interesting halacha. You're supposed to use a pre-existing flame. A flame that existed prior to Yom Kippur because fire wasn't created for the first time Matzah Kippur. So on Matzah Shabbos, when it was the first time fire was created, that's when you create a new fire. On Matzah Yom Kippur, when we make a Bari Maria Eish, that's because we're showing an Afkamina between Yom Kippur and Shabbos. And the only reason I'm making a Bari Maria Eish on Yom Kippur is to show that Yom Kippur happens to be the only yomtif where fire is prohibited. So following that only yomtif where fire is prohibited, we dafka make a bare ma'ari eish. Tani chada, one b'raisa taught us, that fire that's from wood and stones, you can make a bracha, but tani chada, eim avarachanalab, but says you can't. What's the halacha? Can I make a bare ma'ish? What, what type of fire am I, am I allowed to take the bracha on? It says, Gemara, lekasher, kam matzi shabiz, you must use a pre-existing flame. Period. Okay. Rebbe Mefazron. Rebbe didn't have a particular order to the brachas of Havdalah. Rav Chia Mechansan. Rav Chia says, no, there's a Seder. 
He brought them in. He, he, gave, a, he gave a system to the Havdalah. Amar Yisak Bar Abdimi, Yisak Bar Abdimi says, Even though Rabbi would make the brachas, we'll call them randomly. That's how we'll translate over here. Afterwards, he would pull everything together over a cup of wine in order to be mighty everybody else. Okay? Now Rashi explains like this, that Rabbi really held that you're supposed to make the bracha of Barim as soon as possible after Shabbos. So whenever he would see a, fl- a fire, he'd immediately make a Barim That's what it means he would just, he would randomly make the brachas. Meaning if it, was, it wasn't in a specific order. Whenever he came around fire, he made the bracha on fire. However, he did it again for the Bnei Beisai, where he would make a real, uh, what we would call a standard Abdullah, he would make a Barim again for... Uh, the members of his house, B'nai Beisai, who didn't uh, benefit from fire yet. Now the Gemara is going to get on to when actually was fire created for the first time. So let's go. Here we go. Says the Gemara, this, we're now going to get into a very, very interesting discussion where the last word on the second wide line of Nun Dalit Hamad Aleph asks the Gemara, was fire created for the first time in Matzi Shabbos? Is that true? But then we Ten things created uh, on Erev Shabbos between Shkia and Tzeisakachavim. What were they? the well of Miriam that the, that the Yidden only needed for later generations, right? It only existed in the Midbar, but not then. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu kind of set it aside to end the creation because this is not going to be a standard part of creation. Bahaman and the mod, Bahakashas and the rainbow, Ksav, writing, Ve Umichdav and the Mechdav. This is talking about the Luchais. Um, uh, Rashi explains, and this is a Gemara elsewhere uh, uh, discussing again that both the shapes and the, le- the, the Aleph and the ability for the, the words on the Luchais to be, even though it was fully through, the words on Luchais were engraved completely, not, not engraved. It's more than engraved. It's like the words when it was, you were able to read it on both sides. And fascinatingly, miraculously, it came out clear. One side wasn't backwards to the other side. Okay? The donkey that spoke to Bilam, its ability to speak. And the opening of the earth that ended up swallowing Kairach and his followers. So these things were created on on Friday night. And keep in mind, Again, these were not eternal creations. These were things that Hashem put into creation at this time that they now have the ability to, uh, to come about later on. Rebbechemi says that also fire was created when? When? Remember? Friday evening. Until now, what were we saying? When was fire made? Matzi Shabbos. And now we're saying Friday evening being a shmosh, says Reb Nechemia. Afar, fire skated Friday night. Bahafared and a mule. Question is, why does a mule need to be made? Why does Reb need to make a mule? What's a mule? A horse and a donkey. So the issue is like this. Everything needed to be in creation by the end of the six days of creation. So if a mule is a hybrid animal, so it must have not been created, that would be an issue. 
a donkey's around, a horse is around, but a mule's not around. So Hashem put the first mule in the world. Even the ram, yeah, and the shamir, the, the famous shamir worm, the worm that crawls across stones and would cut the stones further based on Mikdash and the Mizbeach, also was made uh, fr- uh, Friday evening. Rabbi Yehuda says this is the Mishnah and Abbas, even the first pair of tongues, because tongues are made with tongues, so you need to make the first set. Hu and Rabbi Yudah said, Tzavsa, but Tzavsa, Misabda, tongues are made with tongues, but Tzavsa, Kamaisa, Mayavit. So who made the first set? If you need tongues to pick up tongues, where'd the first set of tongues come? Oh, oh, so Hashem made the first set of tongues. Omar Lai, they said to Rabbi Yudah, they argued on him. And they said, no, You can make, t- even though tongues need tongues, you can make a mold for a tongue. Yeah, heat it up. Now it's got the metal's got the proper shape, and then you can make them. So halay very odomi, and therefore I sh- you, you, you don't need that Hashem made the first set of tongues because human um, abilities could have created that as well. All right, why did we go through all this? Because we have a kasha. Fire created Saturday night, Mati Shabbos, or Benashmashes Friday. Answer the Gemara like Kasha. Haba ar didan, haba ar digehenim. One's talking about fire that we use nowadays, and the other one's talking about the fire of Gehenim. Which one was made when? Ar didan b'matzi Shabbos. The fire that we make, that was came into existence for the first time after Shabbos. Ar digehenim be'erev Shabbos. The fire. For Gehenim was made on Friday. Asks the Gemara, one second. The fire of this discussion of Hegel Shavasla Amr. Here we go. The fire of Gehenim was created Friday evening. Seven things created prior to the world. And here is the list Taira, Teshuva, Viganedem, Vigehenim. And the letters of Mashiach that somehow connect to Elam Hazat to Elam Hav. Now, how do we know that these things were created prior to the world? Hashem acquired Rashi's Darkai in the beginning, prior to the ways of this world. Shuva, the ability to do Shuva is made before the world was even created. Before the mountains were even born. You return to man and you say, do Shuva. Gan Eden. Hainu Gan Eden was made before this world. As it says, Hashem planted a garden. Gan Eden. From before the world. Gehenim Dixiv. Ki Aruch me Esmol Tifte. Tifte had already been. Esmo, from yesterday, meaning before time came into existence. Kisei, I covered the base of Mikdash of Siv. Kisei, I covered Mara, Merishai, Malka, Mikdashain. Kisei, I covered, which is elevated the place of the base of Mikdash. So you see that the Kisei, I covered, is compared to the base of Mikdash. And just like the base of Mikdash we just explained was prior to the world, so too the Kisei, I covered. Shmai Mashiach. Mashiach's name, Dechsev Yehishmai La'ilam, Lefnei Shemesh Yinoin Shemai. 
before the Shemesh, before the sun, um, the name of Mashiach even exists. So what is the kasha? What's the question? We said that what was made on Friday night, the fire of Gehenim, what was made on Matzah Shabbos, the fire of this world, it's not possible because the fire of Gehenim was made prior to the entire creation. It wasn't made Friday night. It was made prior to the entire world. Answers the Gemara. Amri The fire of Gehenim wasn't made before the world, but the we'll call it the cavity where Gehenim, the fire of Gehenim sits. That cavity was made prior to the world. But the fire of Gehenim was only put in for the first time Friday evening. Says the Gemara of Or did they bear of Shabbos every? Does that make sense? But Tanya, we learned in the Bryce, Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi says, Or Shabbat Kodesh Baruch Hu B'Sheni B'Shabbos. The fire that Hashem made, created on the second day of the week, Ein Lai Keviya La'Olam. The fire that Hashem made on the second day can never be put out. Says Rashi, what fire was made on the second day of creation? This is talking about the fire of Gehenna. The fire of Gehenna on the second day forever exists. Oh, he's yeah. So all of a sudden, look what just happened. We know there's a fire of Mati Shabbos. We know there's a fire of Friday night. We just thought there was a fire prior to the world. And now we're saying there was a fire of the second day of creation. This is the fo- a fourth option, right? The fire of the second day will never be put out. Shinamarat says, Then to go out and see the bodies of those who rebelled against me. They're going to keep decaying, and the fire is never going to be put out, okay? Which is referring to people who are incredible, Rishon, are going to be in Gehenim for, um, for much longer than the 12-month max that, a, that a, uh, you know, a regular Russia has to go through. And Rabbi Bona, the son of Ula, says, On the second day, it says, On the first day, Hashem saw it was good. On the third day, Hashem saw it was good. The fourth day, it was good. On Shani, on the second day, it doesn't say key type. It doesn't say key type because it was good. If nation never bought or shall because the fire of Gehenim was made that day, so it wasn't good. You're not going to say key type. The Yomar Rebbe Lazar, Nemar by It's kind of included on the sixth day. Shanamar, where it says, Kim has, Kol asher At the end of the sixth day, Hashem looks back at everything, and then he puts the word Taiv even on Monday for the fire of Gehenna. Over the Misa, you see that the fire was made on day number two. So I get the Kasha. I get the Kasha. Answers the Gemara. Ella rather, Chalalakam Shivailam. The cavity of Gehenna was made before the world was created. So here's the pshat. Prior to the world was the cavity of Gehenna. On the second day was the actual fire of Gehenna. done, and our fire. Hashem contemplated doing it. on Shabbos. But it wasn't actually created until Matzei Shabbos. Now, Vosephus. I mean, Hashem thought about it. That changed my mind. What does that mean? Yeah? 
Zok the Gemara, the Tanya, we learned the Brisa. There were two things that Akadosh Baruch Hu thought about making it on Matzei Shabbos. Hashem thought on Erev Shabbos. Hashem thought about doing it Friday and instead decided to do it on Matzei Shabbos. It was Matzei Shabbos, that's Akadosh Baruch Hu, Deya Badam Rishon. And after Shabbos, Hashem let Adam understand Me'in Dugma Shomayla. A little bit of uh, the thought process that goes on in Shemayim. And Adam Arishan took two stones, rubbed them against each other, the Yatsubam are, and figured out that you can get sparks from that. And then he brought a horse and a donkey, and he got a mule. The Yatsubam fared. says, Shenemar, who ana asher matza as hayemim b'midbar, the mule was created in the days of uh, the same time that ana was created. Okay, so I'm sorry, the same the same time that ana created. Okay, ana was a person, and um, he uh, apparently was the uh, first person to try to make these uh, hybrid. Animals. Now, Darshe Hamura is how you There are those who darshan the psukim that are very cryptic, we'll say, and they would explain what's going on here by stating, Ana Haya, Ana was a person who was, he himself was a puzzle. He came from forbidden relationships. Therefore, he was the one who brought up soul to the world. Shanamar, as it says, These are the sons of Seir, the Chayri, Uksiv, Eila b'nei Tzivayn, the Aya, the Anna. Aya and Anna were Tzivayn's children. Tzivayn had relations with his mother. They had, they had an affair. And Anna became the son of his brother, right? Because his brother, the older brother, had relations with the mother. So now they had a son called Anna. So Anna's brother is now his father. His half-brother is his father. Maybe there's two Annas. Amarava, Amina, Milsa, Deshavar, Malka, Lai, Amara. I said something that even Shavar Malka wouldn't say Umanu, and who's this person that is Shavor Malka? Shmuel. That is Shmuel. We paskin like Shmuel. Ika da Amri Amar of, in other words, take it to the bank. Ika da Amri Amar of Papa, Amina Mosa de Shavor Malka le Amara. I say something that even Shmuel didn't say. Umanu, and that, that, that Shavor Malka did. Umanu, Rav. Amar Kra, who Ana, who Ana de Meikara, that the same Ana that's listed that made the first. Mule was the Anna who actually was a mamzer from his brother. And hence we find for the first time in coming across in Shas, the well-known rule that we have now, which applies, kol ha-paisel paisel When somebody sees problems and creates problems and other things, the first place you look is at the person that's coming to see the problem. Okay, very, very true 
psychologically, practically, and in life. When people see things in other people, it's because they're experiencing it in themselves or they have experienced it previously. Other people don't notice. People who haven't experienced it, they just move on. They don't even notice that, uh, that this exists. Okay, very good. Tan Rabban of the Rabbis learned so shwi asarth varm nibru berb shabbos bein ashmas tan these were made Friday evening veilohein veer uman the kasha saksa vamichta valuchais kibrei shomayisha here we go here's some more more on the list the burial place of Maisha. uma ara shemeb ba'mayisha valio the cave of Maisha valio both stood psichas pia osain bilam's donkey psichas pia aretz the boys are shom and bil and um, uh, the place in the ground. That swallowed up Kairach and his followers, Vishimrim, and some say Afmaklay Shal Aaron. This is also by the story of Kairach, right? When Hashem when uh, Hashem gave a sign that Maisha and Aaron were correct, and Aaron's stick ended up growing uh, flowers on them. So Shkedim Ufrachel, the almonds and the flowers, Vishimrim Some people say even demons, even Mazikim were made on Friday yeah, they're like real beings but they don't have any physicality to them so they were made during this time as well and some say even the clothing of Adam Harishain very very interesting Rashi on the top of this Amud discussing the clothing of Adam and basically, the beged that Hashem gave Adam had pictures of all animals on them. And it was a very attractive garment that would draw animals towards Adam so that he could hunt them easier. It would be much easier to, uh, to hunt them down. And uh, look at the second line of Rashi. Rashi says, of hargu v'natloi. Esav um, ended up killing Nimrod, who it ultimately was passed down to, and took it for himself. And this is how Esav was able to be such a fantastic hunter. Not only because of his skill, but because he had this incredible garment that Hashem had fashioned for Adam on Friday evening. Period. End of that piece of Gemara. One last piece of Agatha before the Mishnah. Here we go. Very, very interesting Mishnah. And I wish we could spend a lot more. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Very interesting last piece of Gemara. Wish we could spend a lot of time on this because there's so many, so many messages. But let's see what we could do here. Tan Rabbana. The rabbis learned that's why the rabbis. Shiva Devarim Machusim Adam. There are seven things that Hashem purposely concealed from people. Elohim. Yaima Misa. The day of death. We don't know. None of us know when our time's up. Why? Why do none of us know when our time's up? This way, we'll act better. If I know I've got another 80 years, another 100 years, I'll take my time. If I don't know which day is my last, so I'll live life properly. So Hashem hid that from people, from us. And also, the When is Mashiach coming? Not only when is Mashiach coming, when I'm going through Tsaras, when's it going to be over? 
When is the time of Nechama going to happen? We never know. And also, is we don't really know the extent of the damage that we do with our Averus and the extent of reward that we get with our mitzvahs. Hashem hid from us. We never know what our friend is thinking. You never know. Somebody does something. I know exactly what you were thinking. You have no clue. There's no way to know. There's no way to put yourself into somebody else's mind. Why is that so important? Because if we knew exactly what somebody else was thinking, we'd start messing with their business. Right? And a person never knows which business transaction he'll be successful in. All we can do is try. You think you're so smart. We make a, oh, the best business, all of a sudden the whole thing flops. I had such a great idea. I had a great business that I set about. What happened? We don't know. And then sometimes you go into something and they're not really sure what's going to happen. And it works out. HaKadosh Baruch Hu hid this. Umalchus based David Mosai Taksoi. Also, when's the Malchus of David coming back? Umalchus Chayeves Mosai Tichle. And ultimately, when will the terrible governments ultimately uh, Tichle be destroyed? Ton Rabbanon. The rabbis learned in Soshui. Shleisha Devarim Olubim Achshava Lebrius. There were three things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu thought about doing. The Imlay Alu, and if Hashem wouldn't have thought about doing this, now thought about, by the way, according to most Mepharsha means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu thought about it but didn't create it, is kind of like, giving something the potential without following through yet. That's what thoughts are. I, I was going to do that. I thought of, I had the same idea. An idea is potential, but it's nothing. Right? Like famous quote from Vince Lombardi, potential means you ain't done nothing yet. You have potential, but you ain't done nothing. What's Garnished until you actually do something. A thought process is... Amachshav. It's a yeah, okay, now you have the you thought about it, now you have the potential. But what you do, garnished. Right? So Kaddish Baruch Hu puts the thought about it, meaning he put the abilities for this to exist. It would have been logical. And what is like this? Baruch Hu purposely causes bodies to decompose. Why? Otherwise, people won't be able to let go. If you know the body's going to decompose, you'll let the body be buried, they'll get proper covered on mace. But people will be too difficult. They'll, they'll keep the person's body in, in the bedroom forever. It's a lack of covet. I, I, feel, I, I feel good having the body next to me. The person's not there. They're, they're enjoying their time in Shemayim. Because Baruch Hu made the body decompose, there's no discussion. Something needs to be done. You give the person a proper covet achra. 
And also about a person who passes away that ultimately they're forgotten from the heart. Now, this is very, very important. I'm trying to remember who I heard this from. Mishtakeach min alev does not mean that we forget about people. What it means is that the tsar of the loss starts to go away after 12 months. That's the mishtakeach min alev. Memories of a parent, spouse, sibling, you don't forget them after 12 months. But the, the tsar, the pain, starts to be forgotten. And also that produce doesn't last forever. If produce was, would last forever, it's kind of like Rabiel, what we were talking about with the food boxes in the beginning, right? There's all these, all of a sudden, like man from Shemayim, all these food boxes are out, and they're mamish, it's kosher food, chol of Yisrael, yashon, pas Yisrael, we're desperate for people to take it, it's, it's there. It's mom is there to be taken. Why are we desperate? Because it's going to go bad. Nobody's got room for all this. Nobody's got room. So if somebody can make use of it, it's gewaldic. Somebody make use of it. If food wouldn't rot, people would just keep stocking up. They just keep stocking up. Now that you know food goes back, after, like food goes bad after X amount of time, hey, take, no, nem, nem, nem. You know, we, we need to make room for more for next time. And also um, about a matbeya, about coins, that they keep moving around. Okay? That, uh, this, and this is a fascinating thing when it comes to money. Um, and that is why people value what they value makes no sense. Makes no sense. There's no intrinsic value to anything in the world. It's a whole thing now going on. I mean, I'm not the biggest uh, player of the market, but I, you know, I have my head in it. A little, you, you, you hear these things. The Bitcoin, this fake coin that has something to do with mining technology. And each coin now is worth tens of thousands of dollars. What makes this coin valuable? Garnished. Nothing. Other than suddenly people are interested in it. It has no value. And you know, but you know something? Neither does gold and neither does silver. If nobody would care about gold and silver, it would be tissue paper. The only reason why the, there's currency, which we need for a society, is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into creation that something should have value. Otherwise, there is zero physical, there's nothing physical that has value. Intrinsic value, garnished. Things only have value when people want it. Best example is real estate. You want that property, a lot of people want it, all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Skyrockets. Why? A year ago, nobody cared. People want it, all of a sudden, that's what gives value. That, that's what Hashem decreed, that there should be an existence, this creation called currency, this creation called coins, that even though really there's no value to it, People should just move it around and care about it. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara. Here we go with a brand new Mishnah. Now, in the last Mishnah, we discussed the Isser Melacha, the, the, the prohibition of working Erev Pesach after Chatzos. 
and the different customs about prior to Chatzos on Erev Pesach. Is it permitted to do Malacha? Now this Mishnah is going to discuss, what about going to work on Tishabav? Once we're talking about going to work, we're going to talk about working on Tishabav, on a fast day. All right, so here we go. In a place where people have a, have a minog to do malacha on Tishabav, Aisin, the halacha is you go do work. A place where the minog is not do malacha, you don't do any work. Now, why would you not go to work? Because you have to be involved in the Avelis. And when a person's at work, they're distracted. You're not supposed to do something that distracts us from the Avaida of the Yom, from the, the service of the day. And everywhere, at least the Tamidei Chachamim should not do the work. Why? Because Tamidei Chachamim should be more in sync with the loss of the Beis HaMikdash. What, what was the loss of the Beis HaMikdash? It's a loss of connecting to Hashem. That's really the loss. We can't, we're not as close to the Rebbein Shalom as we were before them. People who are supposed to dedicate their time more than others to be close to the Rebbein Shalom should feel this deeper. And they certainly, no matter what the menig is, Tamachachim should not be going to work. Rav Shingliel, Rav Shingliel says, that over here, a person is permitted to make themselves into a Talmud Chacham. This is a very, very interesting last line in Rashi. Very interesting last line in Rashi and uh, uh, last line of the Mishnah. And Rashi explains it to us. Sometimes you're not allowed to act like a Talmud Chacham because it looks like you're arrogant. Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, the famous joke they say about uh, Navardic. In a, right, what was Slabodka? The Yeshiva of Slabodka was Godless Adam. Godless Adam. Greatness of mankind. Navardic worked on their Avaidah Hashem by humbling themselves. It's been a garnish. It's been a garnish. So the, the, the Maisa they bring down, whether it's true or not true, I don't know. Story brought down about Navardic is there's a Bakr shows up and. Uh, He's having a conversation with somebody. Somebody's talking to him, and he asks him for his opinion. The guy says, I don't know. I've been a garnished. I've been a garnished. The guy says, who are you to think you're a garnished? Who are you to think you're Yeah? You have to reach a certain madriga to be a garnished. You're not, you're not chashev enough to be a garnished. <laughs> yeah, you have to, right? You're fakrumt. You, 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 you twisted the whole point of what a garnished means. You know? Oh, who are you to be a garnished? I'm a garnish. You're not a garnish. Yeah, who's funny? Reminded me of uh, you know two kids sitting, two kids eating breakfast, and uh, there's one pancake left. So one kid starts to grab the pancake, the other kid starts to grab the pancake, and they start hitting each other, you know, spilling, the, throwing milk at each other, and the mother says, "If Shlomo Yamelach would be here, he would say, let my brother have it." So one kid looks at his brother. He says, you get to be Shlomo HaMelech today. There you go. You have to know how to be Mavater. <laughs> you get to be Shlomo HaMelech. Give me the pancake. All right, let's go. Back on track. Back on track. Zogt the Gemara. Amar Shmuel Shmuel says... Okay, I'm sorry. 
say, how do we get on to that? Because the last line of Mishra says that when it comes to Tisha B'Av, you're allowed to make yourself like a Talmud Chacham. You can make yourself a Talmud Chacham. It doesn't look like arrogance. Amar Shmuel, ain't tiny Sibur in Babel. There's no tiny Sibur in Babel, Tisha B'Av. The only tiny Sibur that we have in Babel is Tisha B'Av. In fact, the Gemara, Gemara asked, do you mean to say that Amar Shmuel, Tisha B'Av, being Ashmosh, Shaloi, Aser? Shmuel holds that uh, Tisha B'Av is Aser to, to work. Amar Shmuel, Tisha B'Av, being Ashmosh, Shaloi, Motor. This is the whole Shaila. And I was on Tisha B'Av. Does the fast start at night? Is it the night before? Or does it start the next morning? Or if you hold that Shmuel in general holds by a tiny Sibur, by a general public fast. It only starts in the morning. It doesn't start the night before. But you could only eat and drink prior to nightfall. What is that coming to exclude? Isn't that coming to tell me that I'm not allowed to eat once nightfall comes, even on a regular fast? So you see that on a regular public fast day, you're not allowed to eat. Starting from the night time. Says the Gemara, no, it doesn't mean that. You know what it's coming to, to exclude? It's letting me know that you can eat but you're not allowed to eat once it's Seisachachav. Once it's for sure dark. You can eat you can't eat And name is and I'll prove you that, that that's the halacha. How so? The Brisa tells us, is that one, if you're in doubt, you are one's also one's mother. Now, what's the doubt? Where's there a doubt? What are you doubtful of? My sveikai mother. What do you mean on Tisha B'av when you're in doubt, it's mother? Lav bein hashmoshes. Isn't that referring to bein hashmoshes? Bein hashmoshes means in between We're not yet. We're not sure if it's day. We're not sure if it's night. That's the suffix. That's the doubt. Oh, so on Tisha B'av we're lenient. Nanu kippur we're machmir. So you see that on Tisha B'av you're allowed to eat all the way up until nightfall. Answer the Gemara like no. Kedom Rav Shisha Bei Davidi, Rav Shisha Bei Darav Edi says lekiva diarche. It's dealing with kiva diarche when the Reish Chaydash beforehand was okay. Hachanami lekiva diarche. So to over here where we're saying the difference between Tisha uh, B'av and Yom Kippur is how to be kaveya. Uh, the new month, but it's not dealing with at all Bein Hashmashas. Now, what does it mean, the suffix of being Kaveya the month? See, here's how it works. What happens if it's Reish Chaydash Tishrei and there's a suffix as to when the first day of the month was? It's kind of like what we have on Yom Tif. Yom Tov Rishon, Yom Tov Sheni, in Gullus. Because we don't know, right? There's a chance that maybe the month started a day later. You don't know when Bezdin established the month. So if you don't know when Bezdin established the month, maybe it's a one-day Rish Chaydesh. Because the previous month was Chaser. Maybe it's two-day Rish Chaydesh because it's Malay, so it's Lamed and Lamed Aleph. Lamed, uh, Lamed and Aleph. So if you're not sure, they would fast for two days of Yom Kippur. They fasted for two days straight. Tisha B'av, though, if there's a suffix, you don't need to fast for two days straight. That's where we say there's difference between Tisha B'av and Yom Kippur, but it's not dealing with being Hashmoshes. Really, being Hashmoshes, both Tisha B'av and Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to eat once Shkia comes. Darash Rava, 
Rava gave a drasha, Ubarais uminikais misanais umashlimais boy. Even though on honor of other fasts we could be lenient, but on Tishabov, <coughs> a woman who's pregnant, or a woman who is a minekas, a woman who's nursing, misanais umashlimais boy. They need to fast and fast the entire day. If they break their fast, they got to make it up. Same as Yom Kippur. And even during Ben Hashmoshes, you're not allowed to eat. And this halacha was also said in the name of Rabbi Yechon. Says the Gemara, is that really true? Rabbi Yechon is of this opinion. Rabbi Yechon says such a thing. Rabbi Yechon says, Tishubav is different than other Tanis Tzibors. My love of Ben Hashmoshes. Is this Tama Ben Hashmoshes? That he's going to be that he's going to be strict. I lost the place. I'm sorry. Yeah, about eating. Answers the Gemara. He's talking about working on Tishba. Okay, that even though usually a person is not allowed to work over here, he is permitted. I heard a bank. Find out what happens soon. All right. How's that possible? But about the Isra Melacha we learned. When people have a, have a minute, this is our Mishnah. To do Melacha on Yom Kippur, so you do Melacha. In a place people have, a melacha, have the minute not to work, so you don't work. And even according to Rav Shem, and even according to Rav he only said that it's uh, if you don't work, it's okay because you don't look arrogant. But the are you allowed to work? Yeah. Of course you're allowed to work. All he said was, you're permitted to not work. He never said it's forbidden to work. So what does Rabbi Yechina mean? A tishubav is not like a tiny sibor. The tefilas neila. Okay? That on tishubav, we don't say tefilas neila. Now, the Rashi over here explains as follows. We're familiar with neila from Yom Kippur. Apparently, though, that on a regular public fast day in Eretz Yisrael, they would say neila. They would, uh, they would have this additional tefillah where the kahanim would go up and what we call duchen. They would go up and uh, give the brachas. On Tisha B'av, that was the exclusion, that was the exception to the rule. And there's no ni'ila, the kahanim did not go up to duchen on Tisha B'av. says that halabai, a person should go daven the entire day. So why wouldn't we say uh, Ni'ila, let him say Ni'ila on Tishabov. He say, oh, Tishabov's a day of fast, you know. You're supposed to sit and show the Gansatuk. Yeah, you're right, you're allowed to say Ni'ila, but there's no Chiyab to. Okay? What does it mean that Tishabov's not like a tiny seaboard? It's referring to the Rashi explains over here the extra brachas that are put into the Shemayna Esrei. Apparently, there were six extra brachas added to the 18. For a total of 24 brachos, that was said on the Taina Sibor, which is not said on Tishabav. Papa says, My Sibor. No, I'll tell you another, a, a different difference between Tishabav and 
the other Tanesim. Eina Kerishainis, Elakachrenis, Vasura, Tishabov is um, like the later fasts. There were certain fasts that took place earlier in the, if it didn't rain in Eretz Yisrael. So first they would have a, a set of fasts. And if it still didn't rain, they would make a more stringent set of fasts. Says Rav Papa, Tishabov has the category of the. Um, it's not like the Rishonis where you're still allowed to eat at night but not by the day. Rather, it takes on the halacha of the second one, the second set of fasts where it was forbidden to eat both by night and the day. And that's what we do, right? Tishabov is a unique fast in that we don't eat the night before either. Mesfei, they asked a challenging question. Except on Yom Kippur, this is the price we quoted beforehand. If you have a suffix, it's usr. Bezesfake and mutter tishbub, you have a suffix, it's mutter. My sfake and mutter. What does it mean, sfake and mutter? What do we say? La bin ashmoshesu. Or are we talking about bin ashmoshes? You're allowed to eat on tishbub between shkia and tseis. Amar of shishu vedavidi. Lo, lekviya diarcha, same answer we gave before. That really they both have the same halacha as far as eating. You're not allowed to eat after shkia. The difference between Tishabov and Yom Kippur is that if you have a suffix as to what day as to what day Rashidish was established, if it's Yom Kippur, you're gonna have to fast for two days. I'll speak at the Yaima. If it's Tishabov, you've only going to, you still will only have to fast one day. Period. Says the Gemara, For everything else, the halachas of Tishbab and Yom Kippur are the same. A person is not allowed to even stick his finger into water of Tishbub. You're not allowed to wash yourself. On Tishbub, the same way, it's also to wash yourself on Yom Kippur. So we have a proof to Rebbe Lazar that's the same as far as that halach is concerned. Maybe that's a challenging question. There's no difference between except that this one is Asr from doing work, and this one is Mutter. From doing work, as long as there's a minog to do work over there. But for everything else, they have the same halacha, all the same halachas as far as fasting at least are going to remain. Now, what's the kasha? So here we go. But by a stam fast, we said we learned in a brisa. The only yisurachitz on a tiny sibor is the entire body. I will point out the other variety of life. There's no problem of washing your face, your hands, your hand, your your face, your legs, your your feet, your hands. But now, I don't stand. Tishabov, you're not allowed to even wash a finger. So the whole difference can't be the nighttime fast. If you also see another nafkamina, another fast, for example, another difference, for example, how much body you're allowed to wash. Make up your mind. Is it the same? Is Tishbub the same as other fasts? Then I should be able to wash uh, my pun of Yodavaragla. Enter the Gemara. Last step for today. Amar of Papa. Papa says, top of tomorrow's daf, Tana, Kuli, Kuli, Tani. That our Tana was only dealing with the leniencies uh, that you find between Tishabov and Yom Kippur. But granted, if you're going to look at Tishabov, and the other Taniyais, you will find many, many, many differences besides for just uh, doing malacha, right? besides for just uh, washing. Yeah, you, keep, you can't do malacha, but you could. 
Why didn't we bring that in at all? Why isn't that a discussion? Because that's not the coolest that we're trying to show a, 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 a difference between. Bottom line is, to answer this Gemara, yes, true, that, that is a difference between Tishba and Malafas. On Tishba, you're not allowed to wash even the, the finger, right? That's why we stop at the knuckle. On a regular tightness, it is permitted, but that wasn't what we meant when we said there's no difference. Okay, we'll hold it here for today, and we will pick up tomorrow, Bez Hashem, on Erev Shabbos.